Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. Sprint Ride Option Hello, it is a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast, your favorite San Francisco 49ers podcast. I don't know if that's true. If it is, we appreciate you. I am Andrew Pasquini, joined, as always, by the beautiful Jason Aponte. And Jason, what do you want to talk about today? Because a lot is going on. Uh, you know, the Niners signed Ray Ray McLeod. They signed George Odom. We could isolate the fan base. We could talk about Trevor Story to the Red Sox. We could talk about Carlos Correa to the Twins. A lot of things to talk about. I'm sure there's nothing about Jimmy Garoppolo to talk about today. So uh, where do you want to start today, Mr. Aponte? Well, I want to start by saying it's beautiful to see you, Andrew. It's beautiful to see all of you guys who have tuned in with us. And while you're here on this YouTube channel, make sure that you like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, and also consider joining the Spicy Squad because we are starting our call-in shows this week, and that will give you precedent to join, and you will be the first ones to be able to call in. And it means a lot to us when you guys are here. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, there is really nothing else to talk about yeah. at this point. Andrew. That's the podcast. I mean, We're done. Right? Yeah, We're, I mean. Thank you for listening to Sprint Red Option Podcast. Jason Aponte, as always. Uh, let's go, Diners. No, the the, the, the 49ers usually don't ha- give us anything to speak no. about. And if you guys aren't picking up on my heavy sarcasm at this point, then I don't know. Where have you been? This might be your first time. Over there, also, I want to know. Uh, well, I want to explain to everybody what's going on between me and the 49ers right now. Um, I have formally requested to seek a trade to cover other teams at this point, and we're just putting feelers out there right now. The 49ers still have to agree to it. Seems like that they want two first round picks for my services, so that could slow things down a little bit. Okay. But my cap hit wouldn't be nearly as much if I'm just outright released. So, uh, you know, and right now it's between the Bears, the Bills, and the Chargers. The Chargers have put their case together. It's beautiful. You know, I can cover a team in L.A. The Bills are closer. Location matters with my family. And the Bears, you know, it's, it's, it's me in the middle a little were. bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, that's just what's going on on my front. Right now, we've, we've been allowed to seek trade partners at this point, but the 49ers will not move me until they get exactly what they think I am actually worth, no matter what that is. I don't know, Jason. I am personally very excited to answer the how many snaps is Trey Lance going to get this week question every week again. I am looking forward to it. Uh, that that's that was my favorite thing of 2021 is every week, hey, how many snaps is Lance getting? And I say probably zero. And then, you know, the same question every week. Uh, the shirt is brought to you. I believe that is a Warriors World uh, joint. So that that's a good shirt. It's the Candlestick Legends. It's a fantastic shirt. Uh, so obviously we we opened. It depends who you ask. I'd probably take the punch in the crotch. I might times. take the punch just so I could yeah. feel something. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle asking what's better. Uh, 49ers hanging on the Garoppolo, getting punched in the crotch a thousand times. Uh, for the audio listeners. Um so I guess I guess we'll stop with the sarcasm at some point. Um, obviously, what we are here to talk about, uh, Paul Madison, uh, as the unofficial 49ers GM, I'm not honoring your trading whistle. Jason, I stuck. will not. I will not play on a franchise. I will not podcast on a franchise tag. By the way, also, my I'm I'm dug in here on this one, man. So I you're not. So, so you're going to the Raiders, is what I hear. I mean, the Raiders, if they put the bread up, that means I'm just moving to Vegas. And I, you know, it just so happens I'll be there next month so I can have a formal in-person oh, yes. time to, to go through there. So, yes, the Raiders uh, are a sleeper team. Sorry. Hey, you know, they're a sleeper to finish fourth in the AFC West still. Wow. Um, hey, that's okay. They they were a better fourth. They're a better fourth place now than they were a week ago. Um How do we start this? Because the, the big news for the Niners today quote unquote before everything happened. We're gonna we're gonna continue with our chronological stuff because this is how it all starts. Uh the report comes out that the Niners uh had a offer that included two seconds for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think a lot of people saw the source for it, which was Florio. I know a lot of people aren't big Florio fans. Uh I'm gonna say I think it's the truth. I think that offer came from the Washington Commanders before the trade, uh, the, the not the trade deadline, the new year, which meant Garoppolo had his no trade clause, which leads me to believe Garoppolo probably turned that trade down. Now, does that make it less true? No, it doesn't. The Niners did 
I believe had an offer for two seconds, which as I said, came from the commanders. Um, but that report kind of reared its head today. Um, whether or not it was intentional, I don't know. Do I think it was the Niners yes. trying to, to power play into another team making a bite? I don't know. No. Um, but that, that, that felt like the first big Niners news of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you say what you want to say, and then we'll dive into the big thing today. So when it comes to this is, I, I actually really like what you said about that being the Washington Commanders, but Jimmy nixed it. And the front office has been very upfront about putting Jimmy where he wants to go and doing the right thing by him. Now, whether his camp has done the right thing by everybody else is something that we probably need to discuss, and that's you know up for debate at this point. But here's the thing. is the source, Florio, noted level-headed 49er observer and guy who never wants to start any problems never. with never. the 49ers fan base never. or anything like that. And he's always been fair he, and objective. He, in the he way had Trey he, Lance at three at the whole time too last year, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So consider the source. But then consider the day. Here's my thing. Um, as talks are starting to heat up with Matt Ryan and things start to point that way towards the Colts, it's funny how this comes out now because it makes the 49ers front office look largely inept. If you had whatever it is, right? And I understand there's that no trade clause, fine, he nixed it, whatever it is. You're flashing that around as something that you feel like you can get from anybody when that was just obviously a case study of one franchise's worth for Jimmy Garoppolo, as opposed to what the league views him as. Here's the thing, Andrew. And if I could quote the great Andrew Pasquini, Ooh. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, When I joke about trying to cover another team, it's because this discussion around Jimmy Garoppolo is so exhausting, redundant, and boring. Yes. And I understand as content creators, right? This draws clicks to you. People want to hear what you have to say. I am utterly bored and have no desire to carry on a conversation that has had zero new points for two straight years. I'm tired. And you know what? You could say I'm overreacting. You could say, oh, Jason's in his feelings. Oh, Jason's doing too much. I promise you, with every fiber in my being, that I do not want to discuss Jimmy Garoppolo in any capacity anymore at all. I don't care where he goes to play football. He can go play for the New York, New Jersey Guardians at this point of the X of the XFL. I don't care. I don't want to talk about this man anymore. This discussion is boring. No one has made a new point in over two years about this discussion. Everyone seems to be talking in circles. And this is what's dominating our discussion right now at this point. Still, I don't want to talk about this guy anymore, man. And look, it's getting to the point where if this happens and 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 somehow, because now I everything's on the table now, I have no idea what the hell is happening. If it gets to a point when I pull up to training camp to cover training camp again this year and Jimmy Garoppolo's there, I'm going to be fed up. I don't want to talk about what he did in practice, whether Trey should be starting, what what do you do? Like, I please, please, someone do something. Someone do something for everybody's benefit. Cut him so he can go find his new team. Cut him so you know that you're going with Trey Lance. Cut him for all of our sanity at this point. I don't want to discuss this man anymore. Not one bit. I'm tired, Andrew. I am exhausted. I am exhausted with this because nothing has changed. And here we are, March 21st, still talking about this man with the real possibility that there's only one or two places he can go, that that'll get filled up by tomorrow. And now here we are again. Jimmy Garoppolo gets to stick around. And Jed York made the comment about, well, we're prepared to keep him for two years so they don't look dumb because at least they said it. I'm done, Andrew. I'm so tired, bro. I am tired. I am tired of this, bro. I want to get rid of this guy, end the conversation. I don't care if Trey Lance goes 0-17 next year. I really don't care. To not discuss Jimmy Garoppolo any further would be the thing that I want the most in life. I promise you right now at this point. 
I don't want to talk about this man. I don't want to discuss his average play. I don't want to discuss things that have been the same talking point for month after month after month, a year after year after year. I am done. I don't care anymore, man. I don't care. Get him out of here. I'm sorry. Uh, Luis Castellanos, thank you very much for the donation. If I don't see Jimmy being traded soon and the possibility of him still being here, I'm moving to the Mexican Soccer League. That's how desperate I am. Hey, I made that joke earlier today. Actually, I was in a Twitter space, and the uh, Matt Ryan thing kind of started. Because, like, it went from maybe being a thing this morning to very inevitable in, in a pretty quick span. And I literally said, if Matt Ryan gets traded to the Colts by the time this space ends, I'm turning it into a Premier League space, and we're just going to talk about Premier League. Uh, so I, I have that same sentiment. Um, Luis, let me know which team I should be rooting for. Yeah, um, man. Let, in, get, in, give it. Give us a Mexican soccer team. We'll, we'll talk Mexican right. soccer all, all you want. Is Chivas still a big thing down there? I don't know. But, but uh, Jason, I, I just want to throw this out here. While you were talking, uh, Matt Mayoko tweeted. Uh, the real one? Just, the real one. The real the checkmark. Blue checkmark to Matt Mayoko. Uh, and very weird timing tweet. I, like He doesn't say anything wrong here. Um, he tweeted, why haven't the 49ers traded Jimmy Garoppolo? Question mark. Who wants to make an investment, draft capital plus money, and a quarterback who won't be able to throw a football for at least three more months? There's no part of me that believes any team has made an offer to SF. So that's that's where it stands. And so listen, let's let's dive into the actual conversation because there is a there is a reason we're having this conversation for the 14th time. Um 14th time is really nice because as you said, we've this has been a conversation for the better part of two years since Tom Brady became available. Since it became painfully obvious that Tom Brady was no longer playing with the uh, New England Patriots, this is when this conversation started. Uh, and today it feels like it really hit ahead uh, because Matt Ryan gets traded to the Indianapolis Colts, um, which was the spot. Uh, Swan Song, thank you for the donation. Self-induced comb of Jimmy's on this team come camp. Yeah, that, that too. Uh, a lot of sentiment of Niner fans, uh, just to say the least. Uh, so so Matt Ryan gets traded to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts and the Browns, I, I guess this really started on Friday because Deshaun Watson gets traded. Everybody gets surprised by Deshaun Watson going to the Browns. And after the Browns kind of made it obvious that Baker Mayfield wasn't an option, it felt like that, hey, there's another spot for Garoppolo. Watson gets moved to the Browns. So that takes out one spot. Now the Falcons have maybe pissed off Matt Ryan because they're looking at, at, at uh, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Matt Ryan gets traded to the Indianapolis Colts. That takes the most obvious team, a team that you and I, Jason, have been saying is the spot for Jimmy Garoppolo. They are off the board. In turn, that takes the Falcons off the board because they're paying $40 million in dead cap. To get rid of Matt Ryan, they're not going to pay $66 million in cap space to the quarterback position. So that takes the Falcons out. And they signed Marcus Mariota. I mean, Marcus Mariota didn't kill the Garoppolo to the Falcons thing. The the Falcons, the Garoppolo thing never was going to happen. Uh, But extra dead. So now, if, if we're being polite, there's at least three teams. The Saints, the Panthers, and the Houston Texans. But by the way, the New Orleans Saints signed Sprint Ride Option Podcast fan favorite Jameis Winston to a two-year deal, essentially solidifying him as the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, especially with the way that contract is. I think 21 of the $28 million were guaranteed. That's your quarterback the next two years. So now if we are being polite, and this is this is me giving every ounce of politeness I can give. Diplomatic. There are two teams right now for Jimmy Garoppolo, the Houston Texans, and the Carolina Panthers. And the reason I am being polite is because the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers are not trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, which means the market for Jimmy Garoppolo is a team that plays in the Pacific Northwest who is not going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo because they know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. They're going to get that quarterback in Cleveland for at least a year. Which means if we have eliminated, in just this this three-minute rant of mine, we have eliminated the Browns, the Colts, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, the Texans, the Seattle Seahawks, Jason Aponte, that is the market for Jimmy Garoppolo. The market for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point does not exist. Uh, And that is where the San Francisco 49ers stand right now. And and everybody knew this. Everybody knew this. And 
And here's the thing, Jason, and 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 not to not to like give myself credit or nothing. I said on this podcast, there is three quarterbacks I would rather give a shot than Jimmy Garoppolo if I was a team looking for a quarterback. Marcus Marietta, hey, look, he went to Atlanta. Mitchell Trubisky, hey, look, he went to Pittsburgh, which, by the way, was another team. We crossed that team off the list a while ago. And Jameis Winston, he went back to New Orleans. Those guys got chances before $26 million cap hit Jimmy Garoppolo. And now the Niners, so listen, let's be realistic. Unless... Which which this possibility always stands. I don't think the Niners want it to happen. The only way Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded is if a quarterback gets hurt in training camp, which could happen. I don't think the Niners wanted to go that route. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this off the list. The Niners, you have three chances for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. You either cut him, he is either your backup quarterback behind Trey Lance. I'm not even gonna say the third. So so that's where we stand with Jimmy Garoppolo as the second. And I'm going to go all all rights reserved here. This can change. This could change tomorrow for all we know. Maybe the Seahawks surprise us all and send an offer down to San Francisco and Garoppolo goes up to the Seahawks. I don't foresee that happening, but I think this offseason's kind of shown us that at any anything can happen at any point. I mean, you remember when Deshaun Watson wasn't going to the Cleveland Browns? It's weird what $230 million guaranteed can do to a thought. Um, but that's where it stands, man. Right now, barring an injury to any other quarterback, it's either Jimmy's your backup, Jimmy's your starter, he gets cut. One of those three options. And I think that's a great point that you bring up. And I think the 49ers had in their mind what the quarterback landscape would look like until Tom Brady returns, until Deshaun Watson gets cleared and all of a sudden now he can move, until Aaron Rodgers comes back, until Russell Wilson starts moving. So there was a world where Tom Brady was not going to be playing football anymore. We all thought that, right? And that that meant the Bucs were going to be one of those teams that needed a quarterback. Well, not anymore. Uh, Deshaun Watson wasn't even somebody that was thought about. It was just like, oh, remember Deshaun Watson? Let's see what happens. Well, now the Browns are out. Well, now Baker's got to go somewhere. So Baker's probably going to Seattle now. So your your two your two teams, right, or or three teams, right? Seattle, Houston. Houston's running it back with Davis Mills. That makes complete sense. Absolute mm-hmm. sense. That's the absolute right thing to do. So that means the Carolina Panthers. Would have to try to figure out a way to get Jimmy Garoppolo and then offset Sam Darnold, which they already picked up his fifth-year option. So, yes, the 49ers are out of options in terms of where they want to move him at this point. And this is where we're at. But the 49ers expected this to go a certain way. I think that they sat there and they were just like, hey, you know, we're going to watch this play out. Watch how many people come rolling up to the doorstep when they realize they can't get their guy. Oh, wait. Tom Brady's back. Oh, wait, Deshaun Watson's on the table. Oh, wait, Baker Mayfield's on the move now. All of those things were not thought about when they came up with whatever plan they had at this point. So um, let's take Paul, this from Paul real quick. Paul, we love you. Thank you for the donation. Uh, uh, what percentage would you say James no claw, or Jimmy's no trade clause contributed to he and the Niners being in this situation? Also, do you think he wants to be released now? Um, my percentage would be 100% because I – do I firmly believe that that two round, that two, such a hard sentence to say that two second or that two, two, I'm going to say two, two, that makes sense. That two, two pick. No, that doesn't work. That two second round offer that they got, I'm assuming came from the Washington commanders. And I am assuming the reason that trade did not get taken is because Jimmy said, no, that's my honest guess. So I'll say hundred percent. Uh, do we think he wants to be released now? No, because him being released, the only thing he can control is is where he's going. But we kind of run into that same issue of where's he going to start at? I don't think he like maybe Houston signs him and puts him in a situation where he can compete with Davis Mills. But he's not going to like Jimmy Garoppolo is a player that has been to two NFC championship games in three years. He's not looking to take backup money. He's going to be looking to take starter money and nobody's going to give him starter money to compete for a starting job. And so, so that, so I don't think he wants to be released at this point because I don't, I, I think at this point, his, uh, his, um, his market has dried up to a point where I don't even think it's going to change. And Alex, I see your comment. No, Jimmy's trade, no trade clause has already expired. I think he's talking about it, before that. Yeah. But if it was for the Washington, because Washington acquired Carson Wentz before the, the, uh, the, I keep wanting to say trade deadline, but it's the new league year. Um, 
so so that that's where it came into play. If Washington held on and waited until after the no trade clause expired, then maybe you could talk about it being a Niners thing. And we'll see how committed the Niners actually were to making sure Jimmy went to the place he wanted to go. But the the, the Washington thing happened before the new league year and before Jimmy got, lost his no trade clause. Uh, Jason, right. do you want to answer? Um, yeah. Uh, Paul's before we get to this one. Uh, Paul's. Uh, we did. I thought that's what we. Oh, did. You, you. Okay, then I'll then I'll read this one. I'll let you take this one. Uh, I thank you for the donation. I'm nobody. You need to know. Great name. Uh, I'm sorry, Bear. Jason, but. If, Fozzie Bear, great picture. Uh, sorry, Jason, but if Jimmy stays, I don't see him being a $27 million backup or not or getting released. Most likely they'll make a BS excuse on why Jimmy will start. And I'll He's right. This, Jason. Yeah. He's right. I think that's absolutely true. I think that at this point, having a $27 million backup is disgusting. It's disgusting yeah. behavior. If I'm upset about a kicker making a certain amount of money, why would I be happy about a $27 million backup quarterback mm-hmm. when you need to be turning this over to the kid that you invested your future into? Yes, that's disgusting behavior, but you're absolutely right. But it's still disgusting behavior at the end of the day. Like, who does that? Who literally does that? And if the guy is here at $27 million, and I hate to say this, if he's going to be here at camp, start him. Because if he's a backup at $27 million, it's even more egregious. Mm-hmm. Start him then. You know, mm-hmm. you're ruining Trey Lance's chance right now, right? You're, you're, you squandered two years of his rookie deal. But I'm not going to have a $27 million backup. I've already got a $6 million kicker. And a, and, and a fourth-round drafted punter, you guys have already, like, sunk too much into other positions. Don't do this. Like, don't do this. At this point, whatever. Like, let's say we get to this point and push comes to shove, start him then. And you know what? Yeah. I'm going to sit back and laugh because every time he loses, I'm going to be like, you did this. Your yeah. fault. You did this. And you could have you could have ended this way earlier. And this is part of the issue. Swan Song, we appreciate the donation. Quote, if you know neither the enemy nor yourself you will succumb in every bather sun Tzu was talk it was referencing the 49ers i like getting uh i like getting uh, uh, Art of uh war. yeah that's just great i love the reference um this is and i've said it on this podcast before and i'm gonna say it again the 49ers made this bed they told us all season last year that that we're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, which and like obviously they never came out and said it, but their actions said as much. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, his his exit presser this year was literally him saying, "Yeah, this is probably the last time I'm going to see you guys," and 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 that within itself ki- kills a trade value because teams know that well they're not going to they're they're moving on from him. Why do we have to give him something? So yeah, Jason. I absolutely agree with you. And, and it sucks it's like this, but the NFL is a business. If Jimmy Garoppolo is on this roster come August and, and he's in this on this roster week one, there is 27 million reasons why he is going to start over Trey Lance. It has nothing to do with talent. It has everything to do with the money the Niners are giving him. They're not going to – like, man, they, there's so many fireable offenses in this trade process. Um that fireball's too strong. Let's just say there's a lot of places where the Niners have messed this up. Um, but if you have a $27 million backup, that that to me is a fireable offense because that, that's just where it is. And, and like, as I said, this is what the Niners asked for when they, they advertise. Like, they have literally spent the last two off seasons flirting with every quarterback under the sun, but not really telling you they wanted to keep it a secret. But they told uh, you. But they've told you, which is weird. And 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 this is this is what they've created. This is the market they've created. Why do the Colts want to offer anything more than a third round pick? And that's another issue. Is let's say hypothetically Houston is looking at a starting court. Let's say, let's say, let's just hypothetically throw Houston and Carolina back into this, right? And let's say the Niners are still looking for that two seconds. Matt Ryan getting a third round pick by himself doesn't help anything. Because Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a fact. And I don't think that's something you can argue with. Um, Matt Ryan getting a third round pick doesn't help anything. Because the Texans, if they decide tomorrow they want Jimmy Garoppolo, they're not going to offer more than the third. Well, I mean, the other thing is, too, is I don't think that the the Matt Ryan, I, and this is where I'll push back a little bit here, okay. Andrew. Is um I don't think the Matt Ryan thing is is apples to apples with Jimmy Garoppolo because of the cap hit that the the Falcons had to take right so they'll they'll take their whatever it is right like oh we'll give you a third for Matt okay we'll take a pick because you have to eat that large dead cap I don't think if the cap hit was that strong that they would have just given Matt Ryan away for a third round pick because the Colts are gonna make the playoffs this year 
Um, <laughs> if Matt Ryan was their quarterback last year, they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Matt Ryan still has plenty in the tank. He just has been playing with a bunch of crap lately, especially when you look at down the stretch last year. Julio's gone. Calvin Ridley didn't play. Um, you know, it was him and Kyle Pitts, and they were running Mike Davis and 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 Cordell Patterson. Like, they don't really have much over there. So I think that a lot of what happened in, in terms of compensation, what, what came from that is just more about the fact that there's a $40 million cap hit for Matt Ryan as opposed to just saying, hey, if Matt Ryan's worth a third, then Jimmy Garoppolo's not worth that because I 100% let me state this very clearly, and I yeah. doubt anybody will disagree with me. Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Matt Ryan and I don't is think it's that close. But but Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Ryan hasn't been in the playoffs in four years, Jason. That's what a commenter just said to me. Um, and I, and I get that, but at this oh, man, like I guess my pushback on that, my pushback to your pushback, a lot of pushing going on on this. Podcast. Oh yeah, um, pushing and pulling. Is is like I, I I think part of it is too is like as I said teams the Niners have already built in to where teams don't have to overpay because the Niners have already told you that like he's not in the plans but now they've been shoehorned into him being in the plans so so I, I don't see like and as I said this is all based on a hypothetical because because Houston's not going to be on him Carolina's not going to be on him is is. Why why does Houston feel the need to give a second round pick at this point? And I, and I know the Matt Ryan comparison probably isn't equal because you're right. It, it, a lot of it had to do with the cap hit. But but I think it's it's still kind of comparable because like no matter what, like the no matter what, and I think this is where John Lynch and, and the Niners front office This is fire. Oh, this Swan, that's this such a good fire. Swan, so that's good. So, good. so good. Jimmy so is a good. twenty-game winner in baseball with a five ERA. And as a Yankee fan, I've had to yeah. deal with many pitchers like that. You give up five, but your team scores six, and you get the win, right? Because there was plenty of Yankee fans, and and I'm gonna date myself a little bit. Ching Ming Wong was somebody who won 19, 20 games as a Yankee, and then Johan Santana won thirteen games because his ERA was under two. And he's the one who wins the Cy Young. And Yankee fans were upset. That is a beautiful way of putting it, Swan Song. It really is. It's and, and that, 10 out of 10. Yes. Absolutely. Electric. Love it. Electric. I love it. Um, but but kind of back to my point is, like, the Niners have everything. Like, I think this is where John Lynch got lost a little. Because the Niners have everything to gain trading Jimmy Garoppolo. Because the $26 million in caps are 21, whatever the hell it is. 25, whatever it is. No matter what the Niners got, and I think that's where John Lynch kind of got lost in this, is he was trying to sell the teams, like, look how good of a quarterback this guy is. Look how good of a quarterback this guy is. Where teams probably bounced back and said, well, he was so good that you guys have been flirting with every quarterback under the sun the last two years. That That's where, like, I think the value drops because, like, as you said, the caps thing with, with Ryan get makes sense. But if, 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 if teams are getting a value quarterback like Matt Ryan for for. Th- a third round and just that within itself it is what it like it's such a tricky situation the Niners shoehorn themselves into it and that's kind of where it stands where it's either the Niners are going to have to cut him uh Jesse thank you for the comment do you think the Eagles could be interested in Jimmy maybe Jimmy to the Eagles for a fourth and Minshew um no no because like I get it but you still have Jalen Hurts on the rookie deal you can pretend like he's going to develop um and and that that's where that is as well it's unfortunately at this point and 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 jason and i we get to change our opinion on this as things change because we we told you on this podcast a week ago jimmy's gonna be gone um and now that feels less likely at this point i i think as of this second 5 59 p.m pacific standard time 8 59 eastern standard time on march 21st 2022 the Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded, that, that train has left the station. That that train is on its way to Hogwarts and the movie's already started. The Niners have been left at the altar and it is what it's the Harry Potter reference. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Harry Potter reference. Um and, and, and that's just what it is. And and it's it's unfortunate, and I feel like part of me wants to kind of praise the Niners right now. Just because, bear with me, it, it, it's it's a very loose praising of the Niners. Is at least the Niners have a front office to a fault, absolutely to a fault, that sets a price on a guy and says we are not budging from it. 
And I think that within itself is admirable up to a point where if you just get rid of the guy, you save 25 million. That's where I lose my ground. I get it. I, I I'm Jason, I'm a big, like, let's try and spin it positively. Uh, you, I think you've known that about me. This positive. is, this is the first time I'm, I'm really struggling to spin it positively. Um, 49 glory. We appreciate the donation. Uh, I said a while back, we'd be lucky to get a 2023 seventh round pick. The Niners tank his trade value by replacing him with the greenest pick in NFL history, the bloated salary injury scheme limitations. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's that's a better way to say what I've been saying is the Niners. You know have what? Been... You know what? Funny though. You know who looks really good with all of this lack of interest around Jimmy Garoppolo? Bill Belichick. The guy who propped him up. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. When you look at what Kyle Shanahan was able to get from Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you watch the way the NFL views Jimmy Garoppolo across it, it's it's a literal win for Kyle Shanahan. Like, look at how many games I won with him. Look at what I did with him. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants the guy who's been to a Super Bowl, wins a bunch. His 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 uh winning is a, his leadership is spoken about the entire time, but nobody wants that. Why is that? It's kind of funny to me because all I've ever heard, I mean, and 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 this is absolutely true. That locker room, they love Jimmy, yeah. and that's not even a joke. That's not that's not an opinion. No. That is based in actual root fact. That locker room, they ride for Jimmy. But why doesn't anybody else value that? Why doesn't anybody else look at the 49ers saying, you're moving on from a guy who has won 70% of his games. The locker room loves him. He's he's a leader. He looks like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Like, why are you moving on from this guy? But nobody wants him. It's funny. The 49ers have their view of him, and they have the way that they look at him, and then they're getting a tough dose of how the NFL and everyone else views him and now you're at the point that you're at right now because you thought, you thought, and you know what's the what's the uh, a wise prophet once said, you know, f around and find out. Well, the 49ers f around and they found out, and that's it. And now you found out. This is what everybody views him as. And when 49er fans criticize him for these same things that the NFL is now putting a mirror up to, you're a Jimmy hater. Ah, my God, I'm so sick of you, Garoppolo haters. <laughs> no, 31 other teams are looking at this man in the same way that your negative 49er fan base is. Well, it's an objective fact at this point, guys. It's no more, it's not up for debate anymore. If you needed more proof, now you got it because the NFL has looked at this man and said, No, nah, we're good, man. I'll take Carson Wentz and I'll send a first and a third. No, 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 no questions asked. Like, no, 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 no. I'd rather spend on the guy who folded at the end of the year with the Colts and lost to the Jaguars and lost to the Raiders at the end of the year. All you had to do was win one of three games. Jimmy Garoppolo went out there in week in week 18 and won the biggest game of the year and put them in the playoffs and sent the 49ers to the NFC championship indirectly, right? Right off that bat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Why doesn't anybody view him that way? Why doesn't mm-hmm. anybody view him the way that this organization props him up as? Some people in this fan base prop him up as, and some analysts prop him up as. Why? Because there's other things to factor in. It just can't be all wins and losses. Swan Song, thank you for the donation. Owner, hey, Kyle won with Jimmy. You should do the same, right? Coaches and GMs don't want that smoke because if they don't win, they look less than. Yeah. I, uh, the Niners is the – and I think that's part of the reason we said the Colts make sense for Jimmy Garoppolo is it's a situation where I think any quarterback could have succeeded. Um, that at least any quarterback to an extent, obviously Carson Wentz couldn't succeed, but a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy like, dare I say, Matt Ryan, and look at the Colts, man, look how smart they look coming out of all of this is, is they, they, they were allegedly the leader in the house for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they probably had more interest in Derek Carr, a quarterback who was never really made available. I, I do think they had that interest and they end up waiting out and getting a guy who probably, Dare I say, if they can get what Matt Ryan can be, and I know he's a little older than he was five years ago, maybe the favorites in the AFC North or AFC South, that's a division like Indianapolis is in the North. You see how I got confused there. Mm -hmm. Um, They're probably favorites in the AFC South right now. I know Tennessee exists. Ryan Tannehill isn't exactly, you know, gun, you know, all roses and butterflies right now. So who knows? Maybe with Matt Ryan, the the Colts waited this out. 
Um, and then yes, Raider takeover. That first of all, shout out Raider fan for being here. No, that that, that was my point. Is Derek Carr was never available, but I think the Colts were maybe waiting for an opportunity for him to maybe come available because there's. Hey, listen, I, I don't think Derek Carr was ever ever available, but for the last three off seasons, we've heard about how Derek Carr may or may not be available. And whether or not he actually was, I don't know, but I think the Colts were more willing to wait and find out than trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think we saw that today because they literally just waited for Matt Ryan to become available and traded for Matt Ryan, a guy who was not available once the Super Bowl ended. Matt Ryan was not available until a week and a half ago. And the Colts waited that out and they got a better quarterback. So it's it's... The Niners are in a really interesting situation. And I think the easy answer is just cut Jimmy Garoppolo. But then at the same time, like this, every, if you cut Jimmy Garoppolo, you are literally burning the last two years. You are literally burning every, and, and, and that might be the best answer at this point, because you, you've been, this franchise has been trying to hype Jimmy Garoppolo up and, and, and bump him up to, to be something that, was a fever dream version of what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Is listen, man, ignore the interceptions, ignore the 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 checkdowns. He wins games, and that's what matters at the end of the day. And thirty-one teams called them out on that bluff, and this is what the Niners have set them up to be. So that the Niners, as I said, and I'll say it again, and you'll probably get damned annoyed hearing me say it a hundred times. The 49ers made this bed; they got to lay in it, and and that's that's kind of where it is, and. And I wish I could say that this was the last time we're going to have this conversation, Jason, but we're not. Like, If anything, the last two years has told us this isn't the last time we're going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo because we're going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo until he's not on this roster because that's the only – man, like, I, I know you're like partially joking about the Bills, like going to the Bills. I'm not. Actually, the they Bills. just hit my line right now, and they just upped their offer. They, they're going to move me up there like, and everything – and I get to I get to pull up to the tailgates and jump through tables. So they're they're playing hardball. The Bills are trying to acquire me right now, and I'm not going to settle for less at this point. I really am not. I could put you through a table if you want. Hey, I mean, uh, let's do it for Bills Mafia. I mean, it's yeah. only a, it's only a little bit of a drive. Like I, the Giants and Jets came calling because I live so close, and I just said I'm not interested at all because I don't want to cover those teams in any way. The Bills have moved up past the Chargers a little bit more just based on location and everything right now. Just for everybody who's looking. Yeah. Um, so we've spent 37 minutes on Jimmy Garoppolo. Do we want to just well, at least touch on the two signings that happened last week? Yeah. After yeah. we we recorded, I know it's a little old news, but this is the first time Jason and I have talked. Uh, the 49ers made two moves after we last talked. I think Hassan Ridgeway was the last move we made uh, that we talked about. Since then, the 49ers have signed Ray Ray McLeod, a wide receiver slash special teams returner, and they signed safety George Odom. And I'll start with the George Odom conversation just real quick because I saw a lot of people seeing him as the replacement to Jaquaski Tart. I think a lot of what people miss, and even I missed until I Googled him, is uh, excuse me, a lot of sparkling water, a lot of burping going on right now. I apologize, trying to keep that quiet. Uh, George Odom, they they signed him. He was an All Pro special teamers in 2020. This is another special teams move. Uh, he'll probably have some snaps at safety, but I don't think he is the bar for bar replacement for Jaquaski Tart. So the 49ers, once again, making another smart move for special teams. First it was uh, Oren Burks, and now it's it's George Odom. Clearly the 49ers are prioritizing their special teams. Um, as much as I've complained about Jimmy Garoppolo, I do still sit on the idea that if Jimmy Garoppolo's money wasn't there, and let's just say they had that money clear, I don't know if that means Chandler Jones is coming. I don't know if that means Stephon Gilmore comes. I don't know if that means any of those other things just because mm -hmm. the 49ers have their way of doing things. And let me show you real quick how it works. Said player walks in, says, hey, I'd like $17 million. Parab Marate gets on his computer, which I'm in front of, and goes. I like and how you type And when he types it in and the computer comes back and says, no, get out. Yeah. And I don't think that has anything to do with Jimmy Garoppolo's money. What, I, what it probably hampers is you trying to be lenient. If you want to offer $17 million to J.C. Jackson and he says, I want 19, that's clearly going to limit you from doing that, right, because you don't have that money. But I just don't think that the 49ers are – I think they've kind of just been waiting around for this to happen, and they're, they're just not going to change their ways when it comes to these things. So while everybody's upset, why you didn't sign J.C. Jackson? Why didn't you sign Chandler Jones? Why didn't you go after Lyle Collins? 
I don't know if that's something that they want to do. The 49ers have shown you in weird ways that they want to spend money, but it's never on the guys that you want. Jarek McKinnon, Malcolm Malcolm Smith, um, Quan Alexander, right? Like I mean, even moves. even to an extent, Charvarius Ward. Charvarius Ward, the same nobody thing, was, right? Like nobody was talking about Charvarius Ward until yeah. he signed. So that's my thing. Is I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo's money, like you could sit there and make the argument, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's holding them back from signing all these guys, but I can make the same argument that even if they had the money, they still wouldn't want to pay them because the computer tells all. The computer is how they do things, right? They have an accountant as a guy who is their money pusher as opposed to putting the chips all in the table on the table for you to move up and make real big moves. Sometimes, look at the Rams. The Rams have won a Super Bowl doing that. And now 49er fans want to make fun of the Rams like, oh, well, they got no first-round picks. Who cares? They just raised the Lombardi. Do you want to win Super Bowls or do you want to stack your first-round picks? So there's different ways to move. And the 49ers have shown that all they want to do is Count their pennies all the way down to like the last bit. If you come in, we will lowball you. And if you want a bigger deal, we will tell you to leave. And I don't think that has anything to do with Jimmy Garoppolo's money. I really don't. Yeah. I don't. And Niner by Nature 88. Thank you for the donation. Uh, why? Oh, wait. Oh, Hold on. I wait, missed we gotta, one. We, we missed uh, a mis- official BNA. I laughed at this one. I thought this was good. Yeah. Talanoa Hufanga has in one game has more touchdowns against Green Bay in the playoffs than Jimmy does in two. The league is not buying what Lynch is going to sell. Thank you for the donation. It's a great point because it's just a fact. Uh, Niner by Nation 88, uh, thank you for the donation. I want to kind of jump off this because I want to say some things about the Niners offseason because I agree yep. with a lot of what you just said, Jason Aponte. Uh, why are we not making moves? Is it one, Trey isn't ready for a Super Bowl run, or two, Trey is so elite that he can make it happen with this roster? Um, I think the 49ers save, save the big Jimmy Garoppolo fish that we've talked about so much, Mr. Aponte. Um I think they've had a pretty decent offseason. They've addressed a lot of needs, okay? And and I understand the frustration of, of the Jimmy Garoppolo cap hit and all that stuff. I don't think I, – I think the money that they save with Garoppolo moving is going straight into the bank of Debo and the bank of Bosa. And I don't think that if they cut if – they, if they trade – let's say hypothetically they trade Jimmy Garoppolo tomorrow – I don't think that makes it any more likely that the Niners go after a Tyron Matthew. I don't think it makes it any more likely they go after, say, Rob Gronkowski, because why not? I don't think it puts them in play for any of the big names. I think the Niners, if Jimmy Garoppolo got traded day one, make the same moves that they've made. I I, I do believe that. And and I, I think the Niners have had a solid offseason because, yes, they haven't signed the sexy names. I get it. Everybody wants those sexy names. I understand it. Um, but they've addressed a lot of needs. They 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 have. Let, let's be realistic about it. The only needs they have not addressed yet have been that safety position, which they may or may not be fine with with uh with uh Talano Hufanga and Tarverius more split in time there. I don't know. And they they need to address the offensive line and, and how they do that. I don't know how they're gonna do it. We'll see how they do it. I do think the Niners have had a solid offseason, and 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 I and I think the reason I compare that is I, I see everybody else talking about, well, the Niners have to get better because they play the AFC West, Jason. Have you heard how good the AFC West is now? Did you know that Russell Wilson is there and Devontae Adams and Khalil Mack? You know who else has to play the entire AFC West? The, the entire NFC West. NFC West. And now let's let's talk about the NFC West. Have the Seattle Seahawks gotten better in free agency? No. no. They lost Russell Wilson. They're not going to be good. Have the Cardinals gotten better in free agency? No, no, they they haven't. Have the Rams gotten better in free agency? Yes, yes. I get th- I, I get they signed Allen Robinson, but does Allen Robinson equal losing Andrew Whitworth and Von Miller? Yes. I don't think. So. Okay, think so. well, well, you like Allen Robinson, I like. Well, Allen. no, no. Here's the thing. Here's about. Here's the thing about it is that their philosophy has always been we'll lose a little bit more on defense because we can do more on offense. That's and, fair. And and now Cam Akers is going to be back next year, full That's health. Fair. You know, and and now you're talking. Allen Robinson isn't just some depth piece oh he's not solid no, I'm, receiver i'm like not he, taking that away from him i know how good he is it's just the question is how healthy he can stay that that's a big if for him right um not last year he was just he just was disinterested last year he wanted to get out he was sick of naggy Fair. i think that there is a world right and everybody's going to be stuck in recency bias and i'll probably get killed for this but i don't care i believe this deep down in my soul and, and in my in my plums i believe this um Allen Robinson is a better overall receiver than Cooper Cup. 
overall. Okay, yes. guys, don't get crazy because you watched him operate out of the slot with his first good quarterback. Allen Robinson's never had a good quarterback ever in his life. Not Blake Bortles, not Mitchell Trubisky, not Nick Foles. You know, even poor Justin Fields, right? Like, that wasn't his thing. So Cooper Cup has shown you some things out of the slot, but Allen Robinson plays outside. He's a bigger body. He's a better, like, he has overall traits that I feel are better than Cooper yeah. Cup at this point. And now the Rams are just loaded up on that a little bit more. They just extended Matthew Stafford. I thought the Rams mm-hmm. weren't able to do anything with cap money or anything like that, right? Like, yeah. they extended Matthew Stafford. They signed Allen Robinson. They are going to bring back Odell Beckham because he's going to play at the end of the year. So the three receiver sets are going to be Odell Beckham, Allen Robinson, and Cooper Cup. My goodness, man. I don't want to hear about offensive line. I don't want to hear about an edge rush. They got okay. back. And, 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 okay. and I just, as a 49er fan, it's frustrating to watch other people manipulate the cap. To bring in bigger guys, even if this Allen Robinson thing doesn't work for the Rams, they've already got one Super Bowl. So who cares, right? Like win one Super Bowl and you bought yourself 10, 12 years of just not having to win anything because you know how hard it is. But if the Allen Robinson thing doesn't work, I applaud their efforts Mm -hmm. of doing that. Please, man. Like I just the penny pinching ways for every Arden Key, for every Mo Hurst, for every Kerry Hyder, for every Jordan Willis. Sometimes you've got to make a move for somebody that will impact immediately and you don't have to hope that a coach can get it out of them. And that's what the 49ers continue to fail, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. Then that's fair. I'll, I'll give you the Rams have gotten better. Um, I don't think it changes anything. I did say I that. Think, I did hey, say that. And I'll I, say, I, and, I, and I say with my whole chest too. I, will, I, th- I, will. I think from a production standpoint, I think that's a hard argument to make, but an overall skill standpoint. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's a fair thing to say. Um, so, okay, so let's say the Rams got better. I, I don't think that changes anything because the Rams were already better than the Niners. Have the Niners gotten better? And I would say yes. I think the Niners are a better team than they were. I know they lost like in Tomlins and a DJ Jones. But I, I think the importance of getting Charvarius Ward helps. I think the special teams help is going to help them. So I, I think the Niners have gotten better. Than let, I'll, I'll give you the Rams because I, I, I think I love Allen Robinson. I think losing Von Miller and Whitworth offsets that a little bit. Uh, it's okay that we disagree, Jason. We have a podcast for that reason. I'll, that's fine. Um, but I, I think the Niners got better, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna still. The offseason's still very young, and so in my mind, I think this has still been a successful offseason. The only way it could get even more successful, in my opinion, is if they do move off and go from Garoppolo. Because if you if you don't if you take this outside of the NFC West and just look at the NFC as a whole, there's four teams that I am comfortable saying are good teams in the NFC right now. And that's the green Bay Packers only because Aaron Rodgers exists. Like the Packers, I think are going to be good because Aaron Rodgers exists the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the only reason they're still good is because Tom Brady exists. Okay. Like, like they're a different team without Tom Brady, the Rams and the Niners. Those are the four teams I'm comfortable with saying are good right now in the NFC. Cause the rest of the NFC, I know the Cardinals. I hear people saying the Cardinals Cowboys, the Cowboys of uh, the, the NFC East is its own thing. Like, would you would you put the Cowboys in the ranks of the Buccaneers and the Rams and and, and the the the, so the basically other the hierarchy see, the hierarchy right now is Rams Bucks Niners. I don't have the Packers in there without Devontae Adams. I mean, well, yeah, no, only... I, I I'm putting the Packers there just out of respect of Aaron Rodgers. That that's yeah. all that is. I don't know if they're going to be good. I just no, I, think I, don't think, Aaron Rodgers... I don't think they are. Who's okay. going to be the receiver? Who's going to be the receiver right now? MVS isn't even on the roster. Alan Lazar is the only one that's there. Um, uh, I love Demari Rogers, but he didn't even get any burn. Um, like, what do you do? Do you sign a Julio Jones and and and, and hope that you can resuscitate his career? Yeah. I just don't like where the Packers are right now at this point, especially when you consider all the things that have happened on the defensive end. They'll probably win nine, ten games based on Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and Aaron Aaron Rodgers. But if this 49ers team just beat them last year with Devontae yeah. Adams, I'm not worried about them at all. The Rams well, and the Bucks are the ones that worry me the most. And then the 49ers have a claim, depending on what they do with their cap space, at the number three team right there, like in yeah. that same hierarchy. So, and that, that's a good thing to know. So I think I, yeah, I think that's more so my point is the Niners, they haven't lost their spot. Like they're still going to be one of the better teams in the NFC. And so that's why I'm struggling with people. Because like here, here's, here's a spoiler, guys. Jimmy's cap space hasn't affected any plans this offseason. Yeah, maybe they lost out of Chandler Jones because they they couldn't offer as much. But you saw what the Raider, how the Raiders did that. I think his first his first year cap hit is seven million, which is something the Niners probably could have done. 
And, and there's ways to make it work even with Garoppolo on the cap. I, I get it that Chandler Jones was a loss for this team. But outside of Chandler Jones, as I've said, I don't think they lost out on J.C. Jackson because they were never going to match that nope. Chargers price. And they didn't have Derwin James, which apparently was a big play. I, I don't think the, anything changes much this offseason, unfortunately. The 49ers could have had Derwin James, though. <laughs> don't, now let's, let's not start. Let's not start that. Let's not start that. Let's so not Jimmy start Garoppolo, that conversation. So Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't cost the 49ers J.C. Jackson. Duran James and Parag Marate cost the 49ers J.C. Jackson. That's how we're going to frame it. Yeah, so so I guess I guess to kind of put a bow on this conversation, from my side at least, I'm sure you have things you want to say. I like like it's not a perfect offseason. I'm not trying to say that. I think things change significantly if you move off of Jimmy Garoppolo. But the people acting like this is a doom and gloom offseason, I, I think they're way off base. They're looking for the attention that they're getting right now because it's a lot easier to tweet about how bad things are in 49ers land when I think kind of like, did you watch The Good Place? The Good Show, very good show. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend The Good Place. Everything is fine. Everything is fine because it is. The Niners, whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback week one, which is less optimal, or it's Trey Lance, the 49ers, the core is still there. They're still very much built to be a competitive, not just a competitive regular season team, but a competitive postseason team. A lot of that core is there, man. And, and as I said, I understand people overreacting. Jason, you and I like baseball. When you and I talk baseball, we aren't talking about the, the hey, man, the Giants just signed Jock Petersons of the world. Hey, the Yankees signed, or the Yankees traded for Isaiah Kiner Falefa. A lot of our conversations was, man, I hope the Giants get Max Scherzer. Man, I hope the Giants get Nick Cassianos. Man, I hope the Yankees get Carlos Correa because and everybody, and everybody want, but because everybody wants the big names. That's what it is. The Niners don't have to do that because the Niners already have those big names. And, and I get Tyron Matthews out there. I understand it. Cool and all. The Niners are already set to be competitive in a division that's getting worse. The Rams are still better than the Niners. But as we learned, especially with a seven-game winning streak against the Rams, all it takes is that one win. And it doesn't matter who's better than who. Because if, if that win is in the right place, the Niners are a Super Bowl team. And so, and, and so that, that's where I stand with this offseason so far. And there's still time, okay? So and there's still like, plenty of time too. Exactly. And, and we don't and we don't have to be completely negative. Let's 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 frame this and, and we could probably end the show right after this. Let's frame this in a positive way. I'm gonna try. Okay. There's plenty of free agents that are out there right now that aren't gonna cost much that right now are not getting any sort of buzz, anything yes. like that. And they could be something. Chukoski okay? Tart. Chukoski Tart, AJ Boyer, Melvin Ingram. Um Julio Jones, right? Like these are all guys that have been successful in the league, probably aren't going to command a bunch. So who knows? Maybe we wake up tomorrow and some stupid team has like, you know, threw, threw something in for Jimmy Garoppolo and they make the move. And then all of a sudden all this money comes across. And now look, you can extend Debo, you can extend Bosa, and you can bring some guys in that'll help you, right? There's still some guys out there. So right now, um, March 21st, I'm not ready to call this complete offseason like no. a waste at all, but it's not off to a good start in my opinion. So there's a lot of guys that you can still get that can help. Stephon Gilmore is still out there to be signed. There's plenty yep. of guys out there that, that are, are still either waiting out the market or still trying to figure out their own options. So it's not like the 49ers are going to be picking from bottom of the barrel type stuff. You're going to be getting there's impactful guys, but the clock is ticking and you can't just leave them sitting out there for that much longer when there's teams with, with drafts uh, with draft capital or there's, there's teams with, with cap space that can make moves. So that's the thing is, this isn't a, a like do or die right now on Monday thing. But if you wake up tomorrow and AJ Boyer signs a deal, Julio Jones signs a deal, um, you know, some some tackle that you could have had that would have been a backup for what whatever the hell we don't know what's going on with Mike McGlinchey. I mean, Tom Compton got signed by the Denver Broncos. Like there's guys out there who can be impactful. It's just not those sexy names that everybody wants. So let's frame it in that way. Let's 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 be positive in that way, right? Is there are still guys that can help this team that can help plug some holes at the same time, but you still have to move that money off the books. You do. You cannot have him sitting around out there at that point because now you are putting yourself in a position where you can't extend Debo, you can't extend Bosa, and you better hope that they they make it through the season and that they they come back and negotiate in good faith going forward. So there's a lot of stuff at play here. It's not exactly done. It's not like closed casket type thing. No. But right now, time is of the essence and you need to make a move. Yeah, and and, and I, I think, 
you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is that big domino that hasn't fallen yet, and he's going to make things a lot easier. And like, I, I get, I get people talking about the offensive line. Yes, that 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 is that is a big issue. I understand that. There's still plenty of time to fix it. If we're assuming health, which I know is a very hard thing to do, I I think you can do worse than having Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, and Alex Mack on the line and and fill in the pieces. Aaron Banks maybe at left guard. I, I still think right guard is the only position they really need to address on that line, and, and and we'll see how they address it. So, yes, I understand the offensive line is not perfect, but I'm talking for a sense of a week into free agency. A lot can still change. A lot can still change from this point on. Um, so, so like, yeah, man, I, I do think the Niners outside of – of uh, not trading Garoppolo has had a, a decent to good off season thus far. It's still very early. That thing can change. And I know Jason just told you why it's, it's been a slow start. That can also change me having the feeling of the Niners have had a decent off season to a good off season. That can absolutely change as well, because if they don't address, I think right guards, the biggest need on this team right now. And I think that's something we both agreed on even before Charvarius. Let's goes back though. Brunskill is back, but is he a guy that you really want to consistently start? I think that's they're ready question. to they're ready to roll with it. Yeah, yeah, that's that that is true. So so like, listen, guys, I, I sure am I am I overplaying the positivity a little bit? Yeah, I think that's my place on 49ers Twitter. I think that's why people don't like like it as much because I try to look at it as a as a glass half, glass half full thing. Um, but yeah, man, I, I like I understand the Garoppolo, the nervousness, the worriness. Um, I like to believe that something's going to get done about it. I like to believe, um, man, we'll see. And, and guys, everybody's saying Alex Mack might be retiring. I'm, I'm having a hard time believing that. that I think he's back. I think he's back, but who knows? I mean, we have the same thing with Joe Staley. We didn't really know until the draft. Um, maybe, maybe they do the same thing. I think he's back, uh, but we'll see. So, so as it stands right now, I, I'm going to lean to believe Alex Mack is back and, and that could change as well. Um, but I guess, I guess the long, the short way to say what I just said is everything's fine. Everything is going to be fine. We'll find out what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo though. Um, Jason, do you have anything else you really want to add? We, I didn't expect to get an hour today. Man, no. And, um, this is a a good episode. I feel like I, I was holding in a lot of that in, in terms of what I felt about the whole situation and all. You know, there were some moments where, you know, I let raw emotion take over. But also, logic has to be applied here a little bit, too. So that's why, like, I'm not completely blaming Jimmy Garoppolo because I feel like this this front office has a philosophy that they refuse to change. And it's something that they've been doing for too long for me to ignore. And then, you know, there's still the possibility that this offseason can turn out the way that it can. But yeah, things are not off to a great start, right? Like this is not optimal, but that doesn't mean that it can't end in the in the right way. So yeah, I mean, um, and for everybody asking about the hat, um, let me see. it's uh prevail. If you guys go look it up um on there, they've they've got a few. It's got the it's got the 49ers uh, you know, the the Griswold upside down, and uh it's got that nice little snazzy final season candlestick patch on it. So my um, hat is a Florida State hat. Uh, 47 brand everybody asks about what i wear on this podcast hey uh to the 307 of you watching right now if you have not subscribed to jason aponte's wonderful wonderful youtube channel you should do that right now and if you really like it you can uh join the spicy squad which will give you rights to uh call in for jason aponte's call in show uh that which i don't know what, what day is that happening in I mean, it's going to happen this week eventually. Let's just find out. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to move through. I'm trying to move through what the hell's going on and, uh, you know, more moves and things like that. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. And uh, also for the 370 of you watching, if you have not subscribed to the Sprint Ride Option podcast on Spotify, I was going to say YouTube, but we're not on YouTube. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts at. Go go do that now because it's it's uh, it's fun and we love this podcast. It's our baby. We're 107 episodes in. Uh, nice thing is, is you don't have to listen to the previous 106 episodes to catch up. But if you want, you can listen to what we thought about the Niners losing to the Bills on Monday Night Football in 2020. Did you, dude? We've been going on so long that we talked about games in 2020, and that feels like seven years ago. The Arizona um, 49ers too. The Arizona, oh my God, the Arizona 49ers, a whole era. So, uh, yeah, man, if you guys haven't, like, definitely download us. Uh, it's it's a great time to find us on Spotify and Apple po- uh, on Apple Podcasts uh, because you know 
It's just good to good anytime. I've always said it. I've told it to Jason. Anytime you can get more of J, J I almost called you Jameis Winston. Anytime you get more of Jason Aponte, you just got to do it. That that's what it is. Anytime you get more of Andrew Pasquini, you probably think about it, mull it over a couple of days and say, I probably don't need it, but you need Jason Aponte in your life. So, uh, that's where we stand. Uh, Jason, do you have any final thoughts? Do, do, do we want to talk Carlos Correa to the Twins? I thought that was interesting. Uh, Trevor Story to the Bo Sox, Castellanos to the Phillies. No. Isaiah I'm kind of Valefa. No, we're getting out of here. And, no uh, Gary yes. Sanchez. Thank you for everybody who's tuned in. Thank you for everybody who listened to my yelling about Jimmy Garoppolo. Appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll have more shows this week, especially if there's more breaking news as well, too. Um, Wednesday might be a little bit tough because it's uh, my daughter's birthday that day, and we're doing a party for her that day, so we'll see. And with my luck, that'll be the day that they actually move Jimmy Garoppolo to the uh, New York Guardians of the XFL for a third-round pick and a bag of balls. So, um, yeah, that's – Oh, we God. forgot. We forgot about the big Jed York news, by the way. No. Did you see? Did you see Leeds come back against my Wolverhampton Wanderers on Friday? That was painful. It's two Andrew, zero, and then it was three two. Andrew Pasquini for uh, uh for for Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Niners. I love it. Let's go I don't Niners. know if we, I don't know if I like it back. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Niners. There we go. <laughs>